since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too good to be true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains, like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey and I'm so excited to get started. Hello and welcome to this special bonus episode of the Sober Mom Life Podcast. These are the real sober mom chats. It's kind of like the Real Housewives, but without the booze, which means it's less dramatic and it's more fun because let's be honest, those ladies are not having fun. But these ladies are, and I am so excited. I brought these chats back because you guys loved them. You love these relatable stories. They're stories of moms just like you who are either newly sober or just still working things out and sober curious, or sometimes they have some years under their belt and they come and tell us all that they've learned and share their experience. 
You love these chats. I do too. If you want to share your story, I would love to hear from you. You do that over at the Sober Mom Life Cafe. That, in case you missed the announcement, is replacing our Patreon. It's much easier to understand. So it's just the Sober Mom Life Cafe. It will be linked in the show notes. You can get there through mykindofsweet.com. And it's $10 a month. You get bonus podcast episodes. You get weekly Zoom meetings. You get our monthly book club. You get access to our exclusive Discord chat with moms just like you. And you get to sign up to share your story on the podcast. So come on over there. It's linked in the show notes. It's the Sober Mom Life Cafe. And um, it's the only cafe without coffee. So bring your own coffee, but come for the connection and the community. And we would love to have you. Okay, guys, enjoy the episode. Bree, welcome to the Sober Mom Life. I'm excited to hear your story. Thank you so much for having me. This is my absolute favorite podcast to listen to. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Thank you. And and I'm guessing you love the real Sober Mom chats. Yeah, I love all of it. Keeps me going. <laughs> oh, good. I'm excited to hear your story. And before we can talk about sobriety, let's talk about alcohol and your story with alcohol. Yeah, so... I grew up in Maine in a really big Italian family, and we all would get together every weekend at someone's house, and everybody had a bar in their basement. It was just the thing. My father, my grandfather, my uncles, everybody had a bar in the basement. So the adults would be drinking and having a good time, just really happy and jovial, and the kids would just kind of be playing in the next room. So I guess I just saw it as a really happy thing growing up. They were never fights or anything like that. It was just a lot of alcoholic gatherings. It was always there, always there. Yeah. And I feel like Italians, because I know, you know, some of my friends are Italians and they're like, no, my mom or my dad let me drink wine or like taste wine when I was little, like five, six. They'd be like, yeah, have a sip. Oh, definitely. Oh, my dad was always like, have a sip of beer. And, you know, my mom would say, you can try the wine. It's fine. It's no big deal. They, they made alcohol really not a big deal. Yes. And just like a part of life, a part of the culture, a part of every day, right? Absolutely. Yeah, it was just part of everything. It was part of, you know, going away for basketball games. It was part of uh, just neighborhood kids getting together. It was always there. Always. Yes. So you grew up with it feeling pretty innocuous and like, okay, this is no big deal. Absolutely. Not a big deal at all. Part of life. Yeah. So then how did that change? Did you start drinking early then? So no, believe it or not, I Really, I hated going to high school parties. My friends would drag me and I'd maybe have a one beer. I didn't care for it. In college, I hardly drank. I had a little bit of wine here and there. And then honestly, I think it might have been after I had kids that I was just like, okay, now I could see why mom was having that drink every night. And it just kind of became the norm. I started drinking, you know, a glass or two of wine a night, but it was every night. And it just kind of felt gross after a while. Yep, I took a sip one day last year. I took a sip of wine that my husband had bought me. And I was like, this just tastes really gross. And it was almost like as soon as I had that sip, I could feel it through my whole body. Like, ew, why, why are we wasting our time on this? So 
right there. I just stopped drinking. I just said I had enough. Really? Yeah, it just it, it tasted terrible and something told me to stop. <laughs> yes. Okay, these stories are so interesting to me because I think I talked to someone else who like they did not drink a lot growing up. It wasn't this like, you know, gradual increase of drinking over college and then 20s and then into motherhood, it ramps up where it's really like, okay, well, it feels like motherhood requires wine because of the mommy wine culture bullshit and everything that we're taught, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So did you fall into that? Absolutely. So me and my three best friends, we all grew up in the same neighborhood and we've all remained really, really close. But that's just what we did when we got together with our kids. It could be 11 o'clock in the morning and we'd have, you know, bottle of Prosecco or just something that we all would just kind of sit around and drink while our kids played. It was just what we did. Sneak it into the movies, sneak it in wherever. It just made everything so much more fun, <laughs> I thought. <laughs> right. Fun in quotes. Yeah. Exactly. So I definitely fell into the mommy wine culture for sure. I mean, and there's that's not a weakness in you because of course, right? Of course, we look around, everyone's telling us like, hey, not only is this fun, but it's essential to survive motherhood, right? Yeah. And not only that, but when you're a mom, you don't really feel so glamorous all the time. So I think... Just seeing those women with their glasses of wine, they just made it look so easy and fun and carefree. So I think I wanted that. Oh, totally. I'm glad you brought that up because the carefree thing, that's such a draw. Like, who doesn't want to care less? Like, as moms, we're worried all the time. We care so much. That's just part of the gig, right? Absolutely. Motherhood's tough. I just felt like I needed a break and that sort of became my break. Yeah. My time out. <laughs> yeah. We're taught that that is a break, right? And you know, moms do need a break. This is, I think the most damaging part is that we're taught that the alcohol is a break when really we're not getting what we need because we do need a break. We do need to be able to say, you know what? I can't care this much right now. And I can't, I can't, I'm touched out. I need to escape into something like I just need time. And we're taught that wine will do that. And that's, the, I think, the most damaging part is that that's the lie. And it doesn't do that. It makes everything harder. And if it did do that, like if it did do that with no horrible ramifications, we'd be like, yes, do that. Like, yes, because we do need a break. Oh, definitely. I am sure like a lot of moms, I breastfed for what felt like forever. It was actually, it was six years straight without a break. And oh my God. Yeah. And my two girls. That kind of is forever. Yes. <laughs> it was forever. And at one point for six months, I was tandem. So I had both of them on there. Oh my God. Superhero. And I was touched out. Oh. It was intense. So the wine definitely... I was like, I need it. That's just my free time. That's how I'm getting through this. I, I couldn't really see any way out of breastfeeding. I'm like, this is never going to end. This is ever going to end. <laughs> That's like what they don't tell us about like all because I breastfed. Yeah, my three kids. And it was I think the girls were both like 13 months each. And then Gray was like two years at least. Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah. And they don't talk about like the mental 
and the guilt that goes into feeling like I don't want you on my boob. Like I'm grossed out by it now. Like I'm touched out. I don't want anyone to touch me. And then I don't want my husband to touch me because I don't want anyone. Oh God. Yeah. He's just got to get out of the way. <laughs> right? I'm like, my body is not mine. Like I'm so touched out. I still get touched out by like five thirty, six o'clock every night. Like, I'm just like, I can't, the hanging on me and the touching, I, it's like my skin crawls. I know. And now it's like a whole different variety of whining now that they're a little bit older. How old are your kids? So they are seven and five. Oh, yes. And so it's just, mom, I need this. Mom, I need that. I need, you know, a box of tissues that's right in front of me. Where's my water? It's right next to you. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. The water, the water, the waiting on hand and foot. And I, oh, I know. And then my husband's like, we really need to have the kids do stuff on their own. And I'm like, big eye roll. I'm like, okay, right. can you <laughs> exactly. like, right. Can you help with this a little bit? Oh, is that what we need? Yes. I'm like, oh, okay, great. Thanks. Yeah, I wasn't aware that I was a maid. <laughs> oh my God. Exactly. Yeah. And it's all of this stuff that I don't think we talk about as moms and that we keep it in. And then we feel guilty because we're like, well, something's obviously wrong with me that I am feeling this inner anger and just like, I just want to walk and just keep walking. Yes. And you have to find a different outlet for that. And, and I think a lot of women, the easiest thing is just to pick up something to drink. Totally. Because we don't have time to like silence it all. Right. We don't have time. Like I can't, I don't have time to get a massage. I don't have time to, you know, like go to hot yoga, go for a run by myself. I miss doing that, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Like I don't have time to do that. And so then we're taught, well, obviously you don't have time to do this. And so here's this, like here, just take a drink of this and then you'll just care less. And the problem is it doesn't just make us care less. It's highly addictive and it will kill us. Completely. And I feel like in my family growing up, we didn't really talk about the addictive piece. It was just kind of the fun. It's just what you did. Right. Yeah. Even, you know, I graduated high school in 98. That was not a conversation of like, watch out because alcohol is very addictive. It was like drugs and just say no to drugs, right? And this is your brain. The DARE campaign, yes. Yes, DARE, this is your brain on drugs and with the little egg in the pan, all of that. Exactly. <laughs> but like alcohol wasn't, alcohol was just like, well, obviously you're going to drink, so. Right. Yeah, like that's just, it's such a disservice. And then when it's not part of the conversation for moms, like moms are the new ones who are just getting addicted and struggling and thinking it's just them. Completely. And I, I ended up meeting a woman through yoga who was sober. And she was like the coolest mom I've ever met. And we've stayed friends. And I was just so glad to meet someone who had a different take on things. It's just, it's been the best friendship. So happy to have her because I really don't have any other sober mom friends. It's hard. It's hard to find them. So you have your two close friends by you, right? That you used to drink with and they still drink. How was that? Or the three? They still drink, yeah. Yeah. So they're actually, they're great. I mean, we literally, all four of us grew up together and they've been completely supportive. I mean, we still go out and have, we call it like mommy Monday. We'll go out and grab something to eat. Oh, that's so nice. I just have tea and they, they're totally fine with it. I mean, they still get, you know, smashed, but <laughs> I'm, I'm good. I, I can kind of sit back now and watch it and just think, oh God. 
I love them dearly, but oh. <laughs> I love being around people who are drinking. I just love it. Now that I'm like just very, I'm not tempted. It's people watching. Yes. And it's such a great reminder. It's why I love Bravo. I'm like, yes, show me what alcohol is. Like, let me see it unfold. Bravo. I hear you talk a lot about the housewives. Do you watch Below Deck at all? Yes. I love Below Deck. Okay, which one? Sailing? Sailing right now, yeah. I mean, just I watch all of them. But the sailing has just been a complete shit show this season. Yes. It is such a study in alcohol and like what it does. I think especially what season was it with Ashley? Was that last season? Oh, yes. Right? And you just saw, you saw how she just was like so ashamed and she thought it was like her and she wasn't connecting it to the alcohol. So sad. Yeah. Yes. It's so sad. It just deteriorated her mental health like as the season went on. And like, just count how many times, like even this season, Gary's like, I got to stop drinking. I'm never drinking again. And it's just, oh. Who could even fall for Gary's bullshit? Gary is just gross. This is what I don't understand. I love that this is turning into Bravo conversation and I'm not even mad at that because my (laughs) husband and I always talk about this. So yes, mine loves Below Deck as well. Mm -hmm. Your husband watches it too? Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. We love it. We're always like, what is going on with Gary? That Gary is pulling all of these women, all of these cute girls, Madison this season. Like, what? Madison's gorgeous, right? And Madison likes Alex. Oh, and Alex is like a supermodel. Like, what? I don't (laughs) Gary? Come on. And he's like not a mess. He's not like Gary just seems like a dirty troll. (laughs) I don't understand it. Oh, he looks so much older than he probably is. I mean, the alcohol is definitely and the cigarettes they've gotten to him big time. Oh, so bad. And this whole time too with Daisy, I'm and I love Colin. Like Colin, I'm like, oh, I love Colin too. Yes. Like my husband's like, you would go for Colin. I was like, of course. Colin's like an adult. He's funny. He's so cute. Colin's my type. Yes. So I'm like, Daisy, how are you even? How are you even like going back in between Gary and Colin? It's not even a contest like come on but that's where the alcohol clouds her judgment for sure (laughs) it totally is it is crazy like on below deck this won't be a whole bravo episode but it could be (laughs) it totally could be in below deck so they're working all week right and they're like working like during the four days of the charter or whatever and then as soon as they get time off because they've been working like dogs as soon as they get time off it's like just diving headfirst into alcohol. Oh, I love their dates off. I love watching it. That's the best part of the show. I know, <laughs> their days off. Because you know it's going to be a shit show because of alcohol. It's going to be bad. Oh, yes, it's it's bad. They start taking those shots and... Ugh. Oh, my God. And speaking of shots, I mean, alcohol, I feel like the alcohol conversation in Housewives now is coming to the front, too, because like with OC and like Shannon, they're talking about Shannon's drinking. But they're all drinking. Shannon was pretty bad, though. Yeah. And Tamara called Shannon an alcoholic while Tamara was wasted. <laughs> She was like slurring and being like, you're an alcoholic. I'm like, okay. Way more drunk than Shannon was. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that made me laugh. Yeah, I got a kick out of that too. 
I know. It just highlights. It's like, no, it's alcohol, you guys. It's if you're going to drink alcohol, that's the common denominator here. Uh, what would they do if they had a sober housewife? So it would probably be the most boring show, but I would love it. <laughs> I know. It really probably would. It, it probably would. I get flack sometimes for like, how could you, you know, how could you watch Bravo and Glamorous? I'm like, there is no better reminder. Yeah, like I don't need to invite alcohol into my life. I just need to turn on Bravo and see. Absolutely. Oh, that's a, the best reminder out there watching those shows. Right? Because it really is like you were talking about like motherhood's not glamorous. And like it is so easy to romanticize alcohol, especially wine and champagne you know, red wine. And like, it's just so easy to romanticize it in our mind, like one glass of, you know, and it's just not that. No, it's really not. And I actually tried, I haven't drank in eight months now, but on Easter, I was having a really hard time dealing with family, (laughs) just being completely loaded. And I was like, this is it. I'm caving. I opened a bottle of wine. I took one sip and I spit it out. It was just The taste almost, I don't know if it changes or if just that my mind has changed over time. It was completely different. It was so gross. I, just thinking about it now. You could like taste ethanol, right? Like it just tasted like alcohol. Yes, you can taste it. Yes, definitely. That's all you can taste now. I feel like I've completely changed, honestly. I remember after each pregnancy, like that first glass of wine, I'd be like, oh, it just just is not. And I was like, okay, I just got to get through this part. And how crazy is that? Just get it down. Right. It'll be great. Yes. Like just get it down. And then once you drink more, you won't be able to taste it. And like that is so messed up. Oh, so messed up. So messed up. Especially, you know, if you do plan on breastfeeding, drinking that wine dehydrates the hell out of you you know, and, and they don't tell you that they don't give you the support in that realm at all. No, I'll show you all the other stuff. But oh, it's so true. Just all of the ways that it affects us. So eight months ago, you just decided you were done. I was just done. I just took that sip. And I remember sitting out by the fire. It was a beautiful day. And I thought I'm gonna get a little buzz on by the fire, watch the kids play. I took the sip. And I don't know, something inside me was just like, give it up this is it. We're done. We're breaking up. (laughs) You're not serving me anymore. You're out. I mean, that's incredible. And then that was it. And then what did you do? Because your story is similar to mine in that like when I was done, I was done. Like I just, there wasn't ever these like slips or anything, which slips are totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, what did you do like the next day or how did you think about it? I went right into reading Annie Grace's book. Yes. And I think that was really what I needed. If people haven't read that book, it gives you the kick you need for sure. This Naked Mind. Yeah, This Naked Mind. Yeah. It gave me the kick I needed. I realized what I was drinking. I mean, I think I knew it was ethanol, but it never really clicked until I read the book. And I was like, what the fuck am I doing? This is disgusting. Totally. We don't know that it's the same as in our cleaning products and gasoline and all of that stuff. Exactly. And I love working out and I try to keep my toxic load pretty low with, you know, the products in my home and all this stuff. And I'm like, why am I working so hard on my home? And then I'm drinking ethanol. (laughs) What the fuck? Right. Because it's packaged pretty, right? It's packaged. Yes, that's it. They make those bottles so damn nice. (laughs) 
Ugh, I know. It just needs to have like a huge like skull and crossbones right on the front. And it's like, hey. And it totally should. It needs it needs a much bigger warning. Yeah, it really does. And so that changed everything for you. And then that kind of just momentum. Just kind of kept going. I started enjoying being around my kids more after a while. They're still a pain in the ass, of course, yeah. but yeah. I was having fun. And I think that you've said it before too, that like childlike wonder that you experience when you're not drinking, you're fully present. You're enjoying doing things with your kids. Yeah. It's magical. <laughs> it really is. And you can like feel what you like and what you don't. Exactly. That, like, I'm like, oh, I am actually enjoying this or, oh, I don't really like to do this, you know, and I don't have to, I, yeah, I think that being in tune. Yeah. I play tag with them. Just, oh, that's so cute. We're going to Disney this fall, which is a big deal. Yeah. And we used to always make that around, oh, we got to go to Epcot and we got to try all the drinks in all the countries. I'm not doing that this time. It's the food and wine festival and we're just going for the food. So I'm excited. Oh, that's perfect. Okay, we've never gone to Disney and my husband's like, he's got this thing against it, which I'm like, I get it, but we still have to do it. Have you taken your girls there before? Yeah, we've been twice before. We're we're like a super nerdy Disney family. Yeah, yeah, we love Disney. Yeah, that's like our thing. It's the happiest place on earth for kids and then for the adults. It's a lot of work for sure, but it's fun. And great memories have been made there. We're excited to go back. Oh, that's so exciting. I'm going to have to have all your tips because I'm going to talk my husband into going. What do you think is your favorite part about sobriety? Honestly, probably just waking up and feeling okay. I love to run. I love to work out. So it's so much easier to get through a workout now than it was before. Yes. Yeah, definitely that. So much easier. I feel like I'm getting a lot more out of what I'm doing. Totally. It's so funny because now I can't really remember a hangover, but if I wake up with a headache or something, then I'm like, oh, right, right? And then you're like, no, why do I have a headache? Yes, I had a migraine maybe last week and I was like, oh, this feels so familiar. Yes, and then you get like triggered. Yeah, right? Yes, but it also makes me appreciate not having it in my life anymore for sure. Totally. It is so true because when you're not feeling something, like we're rarely not appreciative of like when we're not sick, right? And then when we're sick, it's like, oh, I'm sick. And it's like, no, let's remember these times. So like waking up clear headed and being like, oh my God, like this is amazing. Just continuing to feel grateful for that. There's such power in that. Oh, there's so much power in that. Oh, I love it. I really do. So grateful. Me too. Mornings are the best. And so what do you think you would tell someone who's like just starting this and just being like, oh, right, alcohol is ethanol. Like this is, I think I want to try a life without it. Yeah, make that connection first. You know, figure out what you actually were drinking. But I think the advice is it just gets so much easier. It sounds so cliche. Everybody says it, but it really does. I was just telling my other sober bomb friend the other day that it used to be such a part of my life. Like I'd always reach for a glass when we were out with friends, but it doesn't even cross my mind anymore. Like you get to a point where it's just stops and it's, that's really nice. It took a little while to get there, but hang on, you will get there. Yes, it's so true. And I think it's different for everyone, like when that is, but it's so true that that lens changes, that you're no longer looking at your life 
like through the lens of no alcohol. Instead, you're looking at like the abundance of sobriety. And I think that that's huge. Yeah, definitely. And does your husband still drink? He does. Yes. So he does. He used to drink a lot more because we were definitely drinking buddies for a while. So I think that that death of me not drinking anymore definitely made him a little sad. He had the more than that for a little while, but he's drinking considerably less now. He definitely tries to kind of keep it wrapped up around me, which is great. I appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's probably the most common story that I hear that it's like, you know, our husbands are on their own journeys and whatever that is. When we stop drinking and we are influencing them and showing them like the full side of sobriety, it's like, oh yeah, then their drinking just kind of naturally decreases. Right. I didn't realize how much I actually was influencing him um, because I always said, oh, my husband's got a drinking problem. He's such a big drinker. But now that I'm not drinking, he's really not drinking that much. And I'm like, oh, wow, I guess I had a huge effect on that. (laughs) Totally. It's so true that we don't realize the effect we have and that like we are the influencers of our home. Like we truly are. Definitely. Yeah, we're the center. We really are. And that's what I wanted to change. I want to change the narrative in my home. And I just want my kids to just grow up so much more healthy than I did. Yes. Oh my gosh. Brie, I love this story. Oh, thank you. I love that the mommy wine culture tried to get you and then you saw it clearly and you were like, wait a second. I think this is a trick and that you chose better for yourself and your family. And I'm just, I'm so glad. I know that this conversation will help a lot of moms. So I just thank you so much. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, Suzanne. This was such a joy. It's great chatting. I'm so glad. And I'm so glad you're part of our community. Yay. Yay. Oh, I love Yay. it. I love it. I go I go on the Facebook page daily and just I'll sit there and read. I'll comment once in a while, but I just I love reading the stories and seeing where people are at and I know. Just keep going. Don't give up. Yes, keep going. I love it. Keep going. Thanks, Bree. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also, follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. I'm going to go reheat my coffee. Bye. I'm Madeline, and I'm the host of the Happiest Sober Podcast. I got sober in my 20s after a decade of gray area drinking, and the greatest plot twist of all time was realizing that alcohol, the thing that I thought made my life the most happy and fun and exciting, was actually the exact thing preventing me from living my happiest and best life. My mom is 40 years sober, and she joins me on my podcast very often. I like to call her my part-time co-host, and I also bring you solo episodes where I share my top tips, tricks, and mindset shifts in sobriety, and lots of how to's for navigating all the things sober from weddings to parties to holidays to bachelorette parties to trips. I'm also joined by so many guests who come on and share their sober stories and they're all so, so inspiring. I'm here to show you that life doesn't end when you quit drinking. In fact, it's very much the opposite. And no matter what your relationship was with alcohol, life can be the absolute happiest when you're sober. New episodes come out every Tuesday. You can listen to Happiest Sober Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.